0: Welcome to Rugged Theology, a Mile One Mission podcast where we talk theology, church planting, and drink coffee. Alright, so we're working as church planters in, uh, or church planters and interns in Newfoundland and Labrador. Now, Lots of people would say that that's pretty much like anywhere else in North America. I mean, it is actually in North America. It's part of Canada. We are. Yeah. Um, First World Nations problems, I guess. Uh, so what would we say makes Newfoundland unique, do you think? Definitely the people.
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I'd second that. The people for sure. Um, Newfoundlanders, we are our, our own special breed um, of people for sure we're very typically anyways we're hard working friendly um, but we're also very skeptical um, among other things and
2: I don't know Adam if you want to jump into yeah I find we have just such a unique blend of cultures yeah Uh, Yeah. our history you know we have Scottish we have Irish we have English Uh, but you know you go more on the west coast of the island towards Cornerbrook, Basque. you have that French um, culture as well intermingled. Uh, for instance, if you go to Stephenville, like every part of the island I find is almost unique because you go to Stephenville where there was also an American base. You have American culture mixed with Newfoundland culture, mixed with French culture, mixed with some indigenous culture. Yeah, And even as a Newfoundlander, when I lived in Stephenville, I found Stephenville very
0: weird. Well, I mean, that's kind of something you notice... Growing up here too I mean I just grew up in a close part of the bay And Honestly there were a lot of different different Cultures and that's what I would say There's It's not actually a culture There's there's dozens of them I mean I think somebody from Island Cove in my area is different From somebody in Harbor Grace Which is different again from somebody in Spaniards Bay Which is completely different than somebody From Bay Roberts And then there are townies We try not to talk about those but
2: Yeah sorry Dave
0: <laughs> well, so, for those who are listening,
2: we actually uh, our capital city of St. John's we actually call town,
0: ironically. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Newfoundland it w- wasn't always that heavily populated. So, if you were going to talk about the town, I guess the big one would be St. John's. Yeah, it's our big town. Uh, yeah, and then like so
2: to bring up the town thing, so we have that smaller, uh, those smaller cultures or subcultures, I guess, within. You know, the small communities that are around the bay, up the shore, down the harbor, or that sign goes. Uh, up to Abba, down to shore. Hey. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then you have your bigger distinctions of your east coast, west coast, northern peninsula, central. Uh, and then we even have the, uh, you know, your shores. You have your uh, peninsulas,
0: Buran. You completely forgot Labrador there, which is,
2: again, part of the province. But I'm making my way there. Making my way there. Making your way there. Okay. <laughs> sure. But yeah, then we have Labrador, which has a heavy uh, indigenous population, but they also have their little inlets. They have their yeah. uh, Lab City, which is only about 10,000 people, I believe.
0: Yeah, and it's a different culture in Lab City than, say, uh, Goose Bay. And that's different, again, than the north coast of Labrador between, like, Nain, Rigolette. Uh,
2: yeah, no doubt. It's, we're, we're an interesting breed. Uh, I mean, how many times have we had people come here and say, I can't pin your accent. <laughs> like, it sounds like this. It sounds like that. It sounds like, are you from Ireland? Are you from this part of, you know, England? <laughs> it's like, yep. no, we're from Newfoundland. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, all three of us speaking here are Newfoundlanders. I think we were all born and bred here. But as you, the listeners are probably noticing, since they only get to hear us, we all have slightly different accents. And well you know, mine's a bit thicker but i know
2: steve that you can turn on your newfoundland accent when, when you want to and dave has more of that towny accent i'm yeah. just me by.
0: <laughs> well and i mean that actually com- comes into another point too because uh one of the reasons that uh people would say at least from the mainland would say that i don't have an accent i remember uh when i first got my first uh pe- preaching job out of newfoundland uh People were disappointed because they said you don't sound like a (laughs) newfi.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um but part of that's because there's also different cultures here between class because there was uh I mean before we became part of Confederation, fishing was the most major industry. There were no roads between the Mm -hmm. between the communities, and so the only way you got around is by boat. And there was a strange economic situation whereby there were merchants and there were fishermen and the merchants and the fishermen were two completely different classes
2: actually you just remind me of uh saying there's no roads and we had a lot of outport communities because that's where you sell the fishing you sell it around where there is water um it where from i'm from the central part of the island it's that's more of what we would call you no know, the Bible our bible belt central because uh for salvation army churches for pentecostal churches there are so many and what happened, at least with at least I know with the Pentecostal churches, was that each community had its own church before roads were put in. Yes. And then when roads were put in, lo and behold, we have a church almost every five or ten minutes from each other in these small communities because every community had a church. Yeah. But that's an issue that, you know, the Pentecostal Assembly faces because for a community to give up their church, it's almost like giving up your own child. People don't want to lose the church in their own community.
0: Well, I think you're also pointing out a different uh, issue for Newfoundland culture as well, because uh, generally as a culture from the island, we tend to be fairly insular. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're either from Newfoundland or you're a CFA. And, you know, you'd you'd ask weird questions about people like uh, here in Newfoundland, it's common to ask, who are your parents or who are your uncles or who are your aunts because it's not because we actually you know care about specifically you telling us lots of stuff about your family it's because we want to know how we're related to you because chances are good we probably are yeah. or at least how do we know somebody who's related to you
2: like we're we're, we're no we're kind of a nosy people but in oh, the absolutely. sense of yeah oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we have these memes on facebook of these grandmothers like looking at through the blinds and that's your Newfie security system, right?
0: Yeah. But I mean Newfoundlanders also tend to be fairly uh we we define you based on where you're from. Yep. I mean That's you the w-
2: first question people will ask. Yeah, where are you from? Yep. Yeah. Uh, or you know, we'll throw in some Newfoundland or some Newfoundese. Who knit you? Yeah, exactly. Who knit you? Mm-hmm. Or Who who's your father? Who's your mother? And you get to get those hard D's in there, right? Father, mother. Yeah.
1: Yep. And and if you are from here, Newfoundlanders are very loyal to one another. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely a sense of if you're another Newfoundlander, then we're going to stick out for each other when the going gets tough. Right. That's just part of the, the mentality here.
0: But, I mean, that also leaves the feeling for people who are, quote-unquote, not from here, which means you weren't born in Newfoundland and Labrador. If you were born here, you're a Newfoundlander. If you were born away, you're not. Yeah. Just a simple... Simple, but it, it, it's really, really weird because if you were born here and then moved away 15 minutes later, you know, you got on the plane, went to Ontario and stayed yep. there for the rest of your life and came back, it doesn't matter. You're a Newfoundlander.
2: Yeah, you can always claim that. And we, we hang on to that, like, yep. life or death. Like, yeah. most people here, you're a Newfoundlander before you're ever a Canadian. Yep. yep. You identify as a Newfoundlander first.
1: And the, and the flip side of what Steve was saying is true, too. If you come here and live most of your life, here, even though you weren't born here, you'll still be less of a Newfoundlander than the person who only stayed here for 15 minutes.
0: At least in the cultural understanding, yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: I mean let's let's take let's take Matt Leahy. I mean he's not in this podcast because he's on vacation. Uh, but Matt's parents, Matt, is what we know, for us is kind of a half breed. His mother's from here. His father is from Nova Scotia. Uh, but he still has, so he has those ties here. Wasn't born in the island, but we kind of give him a pass because. His mother is from Newfoundland, but since he's been here, his third child, uh, Judah, has been born here. So now Judah, who is only six, seven months old, is more of a Newfoundlander
0: than Matt will ever be. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't and make it, sense. I mean, from the Newfoundland <laughs> system of thinking, it, it does make sense. But I mean, that's also, that's, that does play even closer into smaller communities. I mean, like, for example, and what you were talking about when it comes to churches, if if we're so insular with the definition of a Newfoundlander, we're also pretty insular about the definition of a uh, Bayman Townie, mm-hmm. yeah. and even more than that, which local community you're from. I mean, I'm from Bay Roberts. That's just the, that's, that's where I'm from. That's the definition. In fact, if you go out to Bay Roberts, it's even further subdivided to people from Country Road, Collies Point, or Bay Roberts <laughs> proper. It's really, really tight. tightly. And of course, that's partially because historically uh, they were very separate communities. Mm-hmm. And they weren't tied together until well after Confederation.
2: Yeah, out home in uh, Botwood, we got. Uh, you, you go down the ways, but there's a number of small communities. But one of the closest is Northern Arm, which is, you know, literally, it's not even five minutes. There's a bridge, literally, that separates. <laughs> Botwood from, and same thing with Peerview, but more so with Northern Ireland because you'll meet people and say, oh, you're from Botwood, and they'll say, no, I'm from Northern Ireland. And it is a different community, but yep. it's literally one small bridge that, can, that that separates the two towns. And nobody who's not from there would
0: really know the difference. No, if you come in as say, oh, you're from Botwood, it's like, no, but I'm from Northern Ireland. Like, yeah. I'm not from there. And of course, this gets us to another uh, major uh, uniqueness about Newfoundland. Our history has been fairly diff- different too. I mean, the not just the road thing. I mentioned the fact that we had a different. Uh, uh, the roads came after Confederation, mm-hmm. uh, so just you know, pop quiz. When did when did Newfoundland become part of Canada? Nineteen forty nine. See, <laughs> not. <laughs> And of course, that's in living memory of people who are still around here. That you know, mm. when Newfoundland was a country.
2: And what, what's mm-hmm. what's what's I've always found interesting was uh, when Sabrina's grandfather was alive. He was born before Confederation, so he was an actual Newfoundlander mm-hmm. before he was you know Canadian Canadian. Wow. Whereas you know we're we're Canadians and Newfoundlanders, but he was before. So you know, obviously before we joined Confederation, we were our own country.
0: Well, actually, both my parents were born previous to Confederation. Well, there we go. So, both my parents were born in the country of Newfoundland, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, that led to, that leads to a whole bunch of different things. Uh, I mean, unlike uh, we, they say that you know Quebec is the most separatist part of Canada, but we sing our national anthem fairly regularly.
2: Uh, well, if we take which isn't
0: O oh, Canada. <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> well, let's take for instance one of the biggest things for us. Uh, was is Memorial Day which for us falls on Canada Day yeah so for anyone listening um, Canada is celebrated July 1st which Newfoundland also celebrates as Memorial Day uh, Battle of the Somme the first day of the Battle of the Somme mm. yeah. so uh, basically Newfoundlanders went over answered a call to battle and how many were wiped out? Do you know? Uh, well,
0: of the first battalion, I think it was 62, 63, that made it to roll call the next day.
2: <laughs> that's wild. So, if you if you're uh, to in give New you Finland, an idea, the
0: regiment was a thousand people. There you go. So, listeners,
2: that's we were massacred. So, on Canada Day, the morning of Canada Day, especially here in Saint John's downtown, we will have a memorial where people are it's a solemn feeling it's a you know quiet respectful feeling on canada day but in the morning and we will everyone people will remain quiet during the uh, um our national anthem oh canada. canada but you come to our provincial anthem and the whole crowd will light up
0: yep and everyone knows how to sing it which mm-hmm. is another strange thing people would tend to have with uh, the rest of canada the average child knows the ode to Newfoundland
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep
2: so it there, there just goes to show you that we are even though we're part of Canada we are Newfoundlanders but it's a strong proud thing
0: that we hold on to
1: yeah we're we're very proud to be Newfoundlanders
0: well and it's not hard to see why in some ways because again we're very highly insular we know each other I mentioned that both my parents were born uh, previous to confederation so Familially, we're more naturally tied to Newfoundland than we would be to Canada. And of course, when we mention the Battle of the Somme, my my grandfather missed it by a few days because he was taken out by a sniper just before that, uh, yes, wounded boy. in the arm. So that's w- wild! Wow, I had no idea about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I because the history of Newfoundland for the average Newfoundlander, because we've been so insular and we know our families and stuff, the history of Newfoundland is personal family history here Mm -hmm. and small (laughs) and like you said
2: about you know family names almost every community in newfoundland you could you the people that live there know what families live there Yep. i mean you and you can trace back their families generations into that community Yep. uh you know uh big family names we have uh, my way it's uh blakes are a big family name and you know who the blakes are
0: well, I mean, my family name, Daw, which for some reason, nobody outside of Newfoundland knows how to pronounce properly. <laughs> it's four Get letters, that guys. guys. It's Daw. 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 Not Dawee. Uh, <laughs> da not Dewey, Daw. But it's a very uh. common name here. And it's, it's so bad that, you know, I could tell somebody where my name in most parts of Newfoundland and they'll give me two places that I'm possibly from. And they're almost always right. Mm-hmm. Yep
1: even even drover is a is a
0: popular name out in Charlestown. yeah yeah very common name in certain parts of the island yeah. because again each part of the island was settled by different groups of people and they stayed there for centuries before we joined Canada
2: and another difference for us is you know obviously like we say our accent but how we speak as well this um, morning <laughs> smartin', smartin',
0: my mind's like my mind's gonna be smarting. That was actually understandable by most Newfoundlanders, yes. believe
2: it or not. So what I said was, some morning this morning. If tomorrow morning is anything like this morning, then tomorrow morning is going to be some morning. Yeah. Uh, most people won't actually say that in a conversation, but if you're down by you know the government wharf, fishermen, you could actually hear that.
0: Well, and I mean, a good simple conversation you sometimes run, you, you would actually run into, arn narn. That is a full conversation. Have you caught any yet? No, I have not caught any yet. Someday on close, what? I have no idea what you said, man. (laughs) Someday
2: on the close, what? Oh, I got it now. (laughs) So, yeah, so, I mean, that just, that just, (laughs) the town is like, yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, But just for anyone listening, that shows how dialects can change in Newfoundland um and i feel like i'm not even talking fast yet if i'm around my twin brother my, our parents have even told us to slow down for how fast we talk
0: and of course that's going to be set to your area of newfoundland because mm-hmm. that's the other part of it too in some parts of newfoundland you can actually tell not just which you know shore you're from based on your accent they can tell which town you're from yep. based on your accent yeah because again, a lot of separation, a lot of history, and a lot of things like that. And then we add into this the religious uh, facet of it.
2: Yeah, we haven't even touched on that part yet. <laughs> uh, I'm still adjusting I, I think I said this in the wide new, Newfoundland podcast, the very first one. but I'm still adjusting to the, so how such a, how prominent Roman Catholicism is here on the east Coast around St. John's area. Because where I'm from in part of the island, uh, Pentecostalism and Salvation Army are very prominent. But again, you go move more to the West Coast again, you see that Catholic uh, mm-hmm. prominence again. So it's like the West and East Coast are more Catholic, more Anglican, and the more central part of the island has become more uh, Pentecostal and Salvation Army.
0: Well, and too, you can know, uh, again, going back to the statement that you said earlier, each community had its own church. Mm-hmm that didn't just mean they had their own Pentecostal church. That meant that each community that was Pentecostal had its own Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. There there are Anglican communities in Newfoundland. There are United communities in Newfoundland. There are Pentecostal communities in Newfoundland. There are Salvation Army communities in Newfoundland. And some of them are right next to each other now because of the coming in of Rhodes. But before that, they were completely different. The Catholic school in my area was down in Carbonier, and they were com- and Carbonier Harbor Grace area was completely different from Bay Roberts area, which was mostly Protestant.
1: Mm-hmm. And and that Newfoundlander mentality of loyalty and this is my family and my territory definitely gets involved in in the church to a point where it gets, well, often the case is it's very cultural here.
0: Absolutely, um, cultural to call yourself yes. a form of Christian not necessarily to actually believe anything vaguely resembling a gospel. Yeah, well, that's why I ran into
2: and I found it so interesting. I guess growing up in central being so involved in the Pentecostal church and the youth group and everything, you know, you only experience so much. Uh but moving out here uh and working with people who have a Roman Catholic or Anglican background. So often they would this is what they would identify themselves as, you know, But what they meant was, basically, nan and pop, are you know, practicing attending uh, Roman Roman Catholics or Anglicans. Uh, So mom and dad brought me just to make nan and pop feel better, and that once I got you know confirmed or you know whatever in the church, Mm -hmm. stopped attending. And I guess I'm a Christian now because of that.
0: uh, They'll call it. They'll call themselves Anglican or. United or right. Pentecost before they would call themselves even Christian.
2: But uh, you know, and some people will be like, "Well, that's everywhere." But, I mean, I had a, a one of the girls that babysits for us. She actually she came to Calvary Baptist once, mm-hmm. and she still hasn't told her father that she's come to a Baptist church because, although her parents don't regularly go to mass or anything. His first instinct will be, why didn't you go to our church? Well, again,
0: because uh, since we are so insular, since we do associate our place and our family and all that kind of things with our religion, it will also feel like you're betraying your family by moving a different denomination. And, of course, this is even before we get to the other fact. Uh, uh, You guys were probably near the cusp or just after the end of denominational education in Newfoundland.
2: Yeah, I was in yeah. grade 3 when it ended cuz so I started grade 4 in the public system. And yeah. It ended when I was born, I think 97.
0: Yeah, in 1997. Yeah. So like before 1997, all schools in Newfoundland and Labrador were denominational Christian schools. There were Pentecostal schools, there were Catholic schools, and for the most part, there were integrated schools, which were mostly the non-Pentecostal, non-non uh, other uh, Seventh Day Adventist Protestant churches.
2: Actually, in Batwood, well, we did have a Seventh Day Adventist school in yeah. Batwood. yeah. And I always thought it was a weird white school because I knew nothing about it.
0: <laughs> well, and again, that was because that's another an, another facet there that kind of ingrains the religion more, because again going back to the whole sense of selfhood that we have each individual thinks of themselves as, as this big collective of things that they are including what denomination they're part of and that's been reaffirmed at least for my generation and and older for through, even through your schooling so i went to an integrated school uh, i i have i had never attended a non christian school though they didn't really teach a heck of a lot about the gospel but i did know that i was an anglican (laughs) and when that
1: happens i mean essentially what happens is it's ingrained into a piece of what we would see ourselves as so it it effectually becomes a part of our identity yeah um, which is why it's so hard because family is such a big part of who we are here typically yeah so that betrayal, it hurts, that, that idea of leaving one denomination for the other, when that gets so linked to yeah. your identity and your family, that's the issue that keeps.
0: It's not merely leaving a denomination. It's saying something different about who you are as a person.
2: Yeah. And it's not to the same extent, but it reminds me a lot of uh, Muslims. I know for, for them. like you know, some It's, you know, just we don't risk, we'll say, we don't risk, you no. Know, uh, your whole family completely ostracizing you by leaving the faith or anything, uh, but just that family heritage of, you know, how many generations have been Muslim, bringing, you know, honor to the family, you don't want to, you want dishonor, or bring shame to the family, and, you know, it's, like, if you've got a long, long generation of Roman Catholics, and all of a sudden,
0: like, your son or daughter wants to break that, yeah. that that's that's a big deal for some families. Well, and again, that goes back to another facet of our culture. We're an island culture, and so we tend to be fairly communal. Uh, They say that we are very friendly to people and that we have great hospitality and we tend to be nice. Part of it's we live on an island, and if you don't learn how to get along with people next to you, you die. Yeah, I, I miss
2: that bit of aspect. It's not as prominent here in the city. I mean, again, you're in the city. It's a lot harder to get to know people but you go to small to a smaller town in Newfoundland and man it's no trouble to see everyone knows each other uh, i'm going on a vacation uh, starting monday going back to Birchy bay a town of what 5 to 700 people yep um, and
0: everyone will notice when you get back
2: absolutely and it will be no trouble for me to walk up the road and literally just walk into someone's house i don't even really have to knock because i know them Yep. It's it's just that kind of kind of community, and it, I don't have a call and ask if someone has sugar. I walk into someone else, someone else's house, and ask if they have sugar. Yep, and that's that's our culture.
0: And of course, part of that then also means that it becomes weirder when you start trying to isolate yourself from that, like uh, by being, uh, say, a different denomination or coming to believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ through an evangel in a, an evangelical kind of way. It's. It's a big deal to stop being, quote unquote, whatever denomination you were. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that was, uh, I mean, when I say denominational education, you, that underscores the other fact. For centuries, forms of church were integrated as part of the government here. Like, uh, anybody know what the uh, official motto of Newfoundland is for? Yeah. Can't
2: say I do offhand.
0: It's in it's in Latin, but you probably should be able to know the. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's from right. Matthew. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Huh. Yep.
1: It's written on the coat of arms, isn't it? It is. It is in Latin,
0: of course, so nobody has to actually know that that's what it means. But that is actually the motto of Newfoundland and Labrador. And, uh, there are movements to try and have that changed. But again, uh, when my dad was working as a schoolteacher paid for by the government his check came through the local priest hmm. so this, the there wasn't a separation of church and state like there is everywhere else and that may have actually led to another thing that seems to have happened here in newfoundland um i i i, wor- I worry to say this because i'll probably get in trouble because newfoundlanders have a thing against mm-hmm. quebecois just <laughs> i think it has something to do with churchill falls Probably. But even before that, there was the question of Labrador and the borders of Labrador. Quebec and Newfoundland have had their differences over time. But, I mean, the surprising thing that I find is when you go to Quebec and you discuss uh, the coming of the Quiet Revolution through Montreal and Quebec City and the sudden, very, very rapid secularization of a culture that used to be very highly dominated by, in the case of Quebec, the Catholic Church there's a very close similarity to what you see in Newfoundland culture in the last uh, 50 to 100 years. Uh, Something, it it may have happened later, but there is a similar, and I I hate saying that, you know, but Quebec culture and Newfoundland culture have a lot of similarities there. And, you know, the largest, one of the most dark areas for the gospel of Jesus Christ for a, a long period was Quebec. Well, Newfoundland may actually be in the same boat as Quebec.
2: It is dark here. Uh, I mean, we've had people come here and say to us, it really is a dark place here, spiritually.
0: Well, if uh, from the gospel's perspective, because again, most people don't, it, it would be a big deal to try and believe the gospel and to change your actions because of the gospel and your allegiance is mm-hmm. because of the gospel. So lots of people don't believe it.
1: Yeah, and, and with church being, or a lot of church for a lot of people being so cultural and tied to family, what's often happened, I think, in a lot of these circles and denominations and churches is well, we've forgotten the foundation of what it means to be the church and what it means to be a Christian, which is, A, the gospel, but also, ulti- like, the Bible, um, yeah. which is often lacking. And that's when, when you forget about the Bible—
0: well, it's, it's even more interesting than that. I think we discussed it earlier this week. Uh, the There are several denominations in Newfoundland that will read between two and three chapters of Bible every single week during a church service, mm-hmm. though the minister, priest, pastor, or whoever is speaking will make no mention of it, will teach none of it, mm-hmm. or will say that, uh, you know, it's a mythical story or a very positive uh, idea. Take what you want out of it. But yeah. they have they have Bible, so there's a sense in which people get a familiar familiarity breeds contempt, I guess. They become familiar with the trappings of Christianity and so they assume that they know what the gospel is.
2: Yep, or they just want to, you know, give their own truth to it and throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Rather than, you know, change that bathwater and keep the baby, the truth that is in the gospel right.
0: of Jesus Christ. And in fact, it's uh, it's not so much throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's throwing the baby out instead of the bathwater. We <laughs> keep the bathwater and keep the trappings of the Christian faith without actually keeping the Christian faith.
1: Yeah. I mean, people like a vague religion right. because it affords a lot of room to to kind of get away and live a comfortable life but when we're direct and open and and sharp with what the bible says and following it that's when it gets uncomfortable and so it makes sense that that people would kind of you know kind of ear to the side of maybe having it read out but not totally following it because that's less comfortable because it'll convict us it'll guide us and and i mean there's only the response to the bible is to follow it and obey and that often means that you've got to change something about your life um, which isn't always easy
0: and of course this is going to be quite different than say living in an actually explicitly secular culture Mm -hmm. or a culture where um, individualism is more common because in our culture uh, the the trappings have a call to you from your history from your community and so to overthrow the trappings for the sake of anything else, even the truth of what used to undergird the trappings.
2: Would it be fair, guys, to say that it would be much easier to plant churches in a uh, secular, completely secular culture than a culture like Newfoundland, which feels it is already religious and doesn't need to be told anything?
0: I I don't want
1: to say it'd be easier, but I think there are different challenges. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I think that the challenges would have to be noted. And, of course, part of the problem is going to be that most people who would come to Newfoundland for the first time are just going to notice the fact that we've got Starbucks and McDonald's and we have malls and we talk English and we sound like everybody else in Canada. And so they'll assume that we think like somebody from Toronto or from Vancouver or even from Calgary or uh, Saskatchewan. And we do have all of the surface things that look similar. But the question is going to be where the heart is. And our hearts function a little differently. The way we think functions a little differently than those places. And so as a result, uh, I I would say that people who come here assuming that they're going to be spreading the gospel in the same way that you would in downtown New York. And no bones about it, spreading the gospel in downtown New York is really hard. And really important. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be really different than doing it here. Yeah, people here
2: need to one see know and see that you're invested that you're not just flying in for a couple of years and flying out yeah uh, our we have a history like you said with quebec but also with the mainland where we feel like we've been burned where yep. we feel like we've been uh overlooked uh, ostracized like we feel like we're, th- we're that little guy we're the underdog and at times we like to play the underdog, mm-hmm. but uh, you know that, that's how we feel. So someone coming from away, whether it be the the mainland the rest of Canada or you know the United States to plant here, you're going to have to show that one you're willing to get to know Newfoundland, but also that you're mm-hmm. just you you want to get to know the people and you're invested here. You're not just going to come here and try and burn us or yep, tell yep. us your way of doing things. And and we've had a lot of people who've try to do basically
1: that they come in they try to plant a church but they're not prepared or or they don't have the funding or whatever to have that long-term vision and then in a couple years they pull out and well that just leaves a messy situation for anybody else who comes back to try and plant again because then everybody who was a part of that initial failed church plant is now well they're they're jaded they're they're hurt
0: um Well, and, so and, things, and of right? course, since we are so communal, we do know everybody else. Yep. The chances are really good that I will be... I, I, if you tell me where you're from, then you tell me who your cousin is. I probably know them. I, almost every Newfoundlander, will then know someone who got burned by a church planter. Yep, and we take that personally.
2: Yep. Like not, not even just the person that was burned, but us as a whole in Newfoundland. Like, we're We're stubborn extreme the best way to describe us I think is the same as our coastline rugged you know rough but yet but yet it's a beautiful coastline Uh, we're we're friendly people uh, somewhat accepting if you're visiting a little more harder to get in if you're staying Mm -hmm. here but we're, we're rough we're tough but we're
0: I think the best phrase I've heard for the friendliness is just because we're friendly don't assume we're friends
2: yeah that's
1: that is good because that's the thing about Newfoundlanders. It's, we're often very friendly up front. But until you've, you've kind of proven the test and shown that you're, you care about Newfoundland that you're here for Newfoundlanders, um, up until that point, we're not necessarily right with you. We might, we might be friendly to you, but mm-hmm. until you've kind of shown your loyalty, um, we're not necessarily friends as Newfoundlanders. But then once you've shown that loyalty... Then nobody will fight harder for you than a Newfoundlander. Right. Um, so we're very loyal people once you've made that friendship, but until that happens, we might be friendly, but Right. Yeah. Don't be
0: surprised committed. if we don't we give you the same kind of loyalty yeah. we'll give someone who actually is a Newfoundlander.
2: Yeah. We, which is where, you know, I think our model here at Model One Mission of a five year plan really rings home. I mean, we we we've already said it takes us it's going to take a long time to build those relationships with newfoundlanders but once you're in you're in you might not be able to you know from our view ever say you're actually a newfoundlander but once you're here and you're invested those 5 years are going to speak much more than any program any uh, amount of money you you bring to a community the time that you spend there is Absolutely. going to say much more than any anything else yeah
0: and of course uh uh, the bible tells us that we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak and i think that's also very important for our methodology and the methodology we want to use here at mile one i mean if you are from away and you decide to come to newfoundland to plant we would like you to spend some time listening to the culture you're living in don't just listen to us and don't just you know learn tests but Go hang out with people in the community you wanna you wanna be part of.
2: Well, as you know, I'm an intern hoping to move up to be a church planter. That's something that even as an as a indigenous Newfoundlander, I'm gonna have to do. I'm from central, I'm not from town. Mm-hmm. So any community in town, I'm going to have to spend that time getting to know the people there. Like yeah. I might be from Newfoundland, but let's say uh, Shea Heights or Rabbit town I'm not from there, so I need to get to know what it's like there. And even, I mean, to be honest, even in comparing
1: different neighborhoods across the city, it's going to be completely different. Like if yep. you took Kill bride compared to our downtown, it's two completely different mindsets Absolutely. and cultures there as well. So, it, no matter where we go, we're basically all going to have to learn what is the, I guess, the contextualization that we need to contextualize the neighborhoods themselves. Um, right. with obviously that whole view of what newfoundlanders are like kind of in the background
2: um, well uh, i believe that we're getting close to uh, around a half hour so uh, we're going to uh, close this up for now and uh, maybe we'll pick this up for uh, part two uh, thanks for listening and uh, look out for part two of this
0: conversation If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at mileonemission.ca.